At Total Wine & More, find the best gifts for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for sis or a single-barrel bourbon that dad will love. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. B21. Where can you find the best gifts at great low prices that everyone will love? At Total Wine & More, of course, with so many great bottles to choose from. Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. One, two, three. Woo. Hey there. This is Play Me a Recipe, and I'm Amanda Hesser, coming to you from my kitchen in Brooklyn. Today I'm going to make almond biscotti, which is a recipe that my family has been making since the 1990s. And it lasts forever. Uh, my mom almost always has some in her cookie jar and it produces a really crisp, sweet, salty, nutty biscotti that I think is better than any I've ever had. For this simple biscotti, all you're going to need are whole almonds, all-purpose flour, sugar, baking soda, salt, eggs, and vanilla extract. You'll also need parchment paper and a baking sheet. Okay, let's start by, you turn on your oven to 350, and this is so that you can first toast the almonds. Take a cup of whole unblanched almonds and spread them on the baking sheet. You know, if you can't get whole almonds, or if you just detest almonds, and you wanna use a different nut, go ahead. You can also use like slivered almonds, but these really are best with almonds that have their skin on. I think, and the backup nut that I would use would be pistachios over, say, pecans. You want a nut that has like a pretty robust flavor, but it isn't too buttery. Okay, so I've got my almonds spread out, and now we're just going to wait a sec till the oven uh, fully heats. So I'm going to go check email, and you can do whatever you want. Now it's time to put the almonds in the oven. So if you got your almonds spread on a baking sheet, let's put them in the oven that's fully heated. So I'm going to set a timer because I always forget about nuts and then burn them. So start at five minutes. I'm doing this on my microwave. In the meantime, there's a bunch of other things that we can start getting ready. So we can line a baking sheet with a sheet of parchment paper. So you're gonna need a half sheet pan and you can use a cookie sheet, you can use a rimmed baking sheet, it doesn't really matter. You just want one that is uh, not <laughs> entirely warped. And even if it's warped, it'll be fine. If you have a baking mat, that will work as well. If you don't have either, then what I recommend doing is, um, and we used to do this in the, in the old days of making this recipe, um, we would butter and flour the baking sheet, just like you would do a cake pan. And then the next thing we're gonna do is get our dry ingredients ready. So I'm gonna set the baking sheet aside and I'm gonna get out a bowl that is big enough to hold two cups of flour 
as well as a cup of sugar. So a medium bowl should do it. So I'm gonna mix two cups of flour, one cup of sugar. I am a big dip and sweeper when I measure flour. And I like to give my the flour in my flour bin a little swoosh before I, with the scoop, so before I, I start measuring, so it kind of aerates it a little bit. Okay, so I've got two cups of flour measured out, and now you wanna move on to the sugar. This is just, it calls for like conventional white sugar. And then I'm going to add the baking soda and salt. It calls for one teaspoon of baking soda, a half teaspoon of fine sea salt. I'm actually gonna use kosher salt because that's what I've got. Uh, <laughs> I do a rounded teaspoon or a half teaspoon, whatever the measurement is uh, for any recipe, just to add a little bit of extra salt. Okay, so now I've got these ingredients and I'm just, just gently stirring together the, the dry ingredients. And then you do this funny thing, you scoop out one third of a cup. And you're gonna set that aside and that's gonna come in handy when you're shaping the dough. All right, so then in a separate bowl, we're gonna light, uh, lightly beat the eggs, which ideally have now come to room temperature. Okay, oops, time to check on the nuts first. not yet smell super almondy, so I'm gonna add another two minutes and continue with the cracking of the eggs. So we are a, I grew up in a biscotti, <laughs> biscotti for breakfast family. It's definitely a good, it's a dunker. It's great for dunking. Okay, so I have, I've cracked the eggs and I'm gonna stir the vanilla in and that is a teaspoon. So we want a full teaspoon of vanilla and that really uh, perfumes the these cookies really nicely. It's such a simple cookie. It doesn't have a lot of other things in it. And I know that a lot of people are tempted with biscotti to add chocolate and, you know, or dip them in chocolate or coat them with caramel. And we can totally do that with these. I, I tend to like them just really plain. What I'm getting at is that basically you can eat these cookies all day long from breakfast to bedtime. I am whisking, lightly whisking the eggs and vanilla. Now, before I forget, I just took the almonds out and now this is a key detail. You wanna lower the oven temperature to 300. Okay, so we're gonna take a quick break, probably 10 or 15 minutes and let the almonds cool on the pan. Now that the almonds are cool, mine are cool, hopefully yours are cool too. I've got them on my countertop near this flour mixture and um, we're about to move quite quickly. So I want you to go get a pastry scraper and a fork. So I've got my bowl of dry ingredients and I'm gonna make a little well in the center with my hands and I'm gonna pour the egg mixture right into that well. I'm gonna use the fork to slowly draw the dry ingredients from around the sides of the bowl towards the wet mixture in the middle. So you're just gonna keep going around in a circle, drawing the dry flour in until you get a very shaggy dough. And that's good, you want a shaggy dough. You want a dough that is just going to hold together. Okay, this is looking very nice. It kind of, it looks a little damp, but not wet and it has little bits of dry flour on the outside. Okay, so now I'm gonna take that, remember that third of a cup of the dry ingredients that we set aside? I'm gonna use that to dust 
very generously the surface of you know your work surface, your countertop. I happen to use a wood countertop. If you have like a pastry board, whatever you like to use. And then I'm gonna move from the fork. I'm gonna scrape the fork off with my pastry scraper so that I can get every last bit of dough because I don't wanna lose any. And then I'm gonna use the pastry scraper to scrape the dough out of the bowl. You should kind of press it together as you're going. There will be a little bit of dry flour at the bottom of your bowl, it's okay. And there'll be like little shards that are kind of sprinkling around the countertop and that's totally all right. So then flour your hands using the work surface, just sort of dip it on the work surface. Pat the dough into kind of like an oval shape, about an inch high or so, okay? It'll look a little cracked, but it's okay. And then we're gonna let it rest for like three to five minutes. All right, so our biscotti dough has rested enough and I'm gonna sprinkle a little bit of flour on top of the dough so that I can pat it out to a five by seven rectangle. It doesn't have to be a perfect rectangle. Uh, you just want enough surface area that you can take all the almonds and press them into the surface. You just want them to cover the surface. There's gonna be a little doubling up and you're gonna, as you're pressing them in, of course the dough is gonna spread and that's okay. And use the fact that the almonds are on top to be able to pat out this sticky dough. I like to sprinkle a little bit of the dry ingredients around the edges of the, what now for me is a kind of a big oval. And then what I'm gonna do is use the pastry scraper to make sure it's loosened underneath. And I'm gonna fold this like a letter, which I know is gonna sound impossible, but just go from the, you know, the furthest side from you, pull a third of that over the top, and then take the bottom, put it over the middle as well. And so you have should now have a rectangle that's about three to four inches wide and about, I would say, eight or so inches long. Okay, and then you're gonna take this rectangle and you're gonna cut it in half lengthwise using the pastry scraper, which is not gonna be easy because there are big whole almonds in, inside. You have two basically kind of like squared off logs. Now, one of them, <laughs> working one at a time, and it's very loose dough, so you're kind of just barely holding onto it. Um, you're gonna roll it. And again, use, this, use any of the extra dry mixture that you want to help keep it from sticking to your hands. You're just gonna roll it until it's about two inches. Oh, it's like a long rope, so it's about two inches thick. So you're gonna have this rope that's about you know a foot long, maybe a little bit longer, and you're going to lift it up on both ends. And what I like to do is I grab the ends and I kind of squeeze together towards the center and you're gonna very quickly transfer it to your parchment covered pan. So hopefully that's nearby. If not, pause and then get it nearby. Okay? Okay, one, two, three, whoop. There we go. Okay, so I've just plopped it right onto one side, one of the long sides of the baking sheet. And then I'm gonna take my second, piece of dough and do the same thing. And I'm just gonna try to shape it in <laughs> as much as I can into a, a nice log and it's going to quasi-cooperate. And I've been making this, di this uh, recipe for many, many years. So if yours is looking funny, don't worry. Mine is too. It, it sort of works out in the oven. Okay, I'm gonna lift the second one and get it onto the baking sheet. Here we go. Now we're gonna take these and we're gonna put them in the oven and we're gonna bake them for 45 to 50 minutes till they're lightly browned, just cooked through. I just checked on the biscotti and we're just at 40 minutes and mine is done. So I'm gonna take it out of the oven. 
it looks <laughs> kind of crusty in a nice, uh, in my, I, I think, feeling way. And it's still a little bready and springy. So what you want to do is you want to bring it over your cutting board and then using a spatula, immediately lift the halves onto your cutting board, okay? While it's nice and hot and soft, you want to cut it into half inch uh, wide diagonal slices. I recommend not going too thick because these biscotti are really nice when they're kind of spear-like. Another reason I like making these cookies <laughs> is that actually my family doesn't really love them because they, they like kind of soft, chewy cookies. And which I do too, but I, I like a variety of cookies and uh, so I don't love these. So I, it's like one batch of cookies I know I can make that are going to get instantly, you know, devoured. So now I've cut all the biscotti and now I'm going to lift each piece and lay them on their cut sides on the baking sheet. And what I'd like to do is put the end pieces, the smaller pieces, in the center of the baking sheet and then the thicker middle pieces on the outer edges because they can withstand more toasting. So you have to move quickly because the biscotti is very hot and uh, it's about 15 pieces per loaf. I call them loaves. Put them in for um, 15 to 20 minutes longer. I have found that I kind of like 10 to 15 minutes. So you're just basically drying and toasting them. You can go for as long as you like. If you want them really toasted, you can let them go for 25 minutes. I am going to do 10 and check on them then. So here we go. And then we'll uh, take them out and let them cool and be done. Now they're still gonna feel a tiny bit soft, but don't worry, they will get, um, they will harden up as they, as they cool. And now I'm just gonna transfer them to a cooling rack. And if you don't have a cooling rack, you can let them dry, you can let them cool on the baking sheet. It's not gonna be like the worst thing. They might dry out a little bit more. Um, but your biscotti will survive. It's sort of an indestructible kind of cookie because <laughs> It's, you know, it's kind of like a rusk. It's dried out and sturdy, which is why I like it. Thanks so much for baking Corby Cummer's Almond Biscotti with me, Amanda Hesser. You can find the recipes on food52.com. There will be new episodes weekly. And if you have a favorite Food 52 recipe that you'd like to hear us make, email it to us at podcasts at food52.com. Thanks so much for listening.